Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Abe TL with Abe Gordon. Any more questions? On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. the game, finally cracking the 90-minute barrier is what remains on this show. We appreciate you sticking by us here. It is the ATL show. I just saw one of the wildest plays I've ever seen in the NFL playoffs. Lamar Jackson doing some silly goofiness. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what I saw. Dom missed it. He was looking. Dom, you got to watch the replay here, but... Uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Want to continue some of the discussion. He's watching a replay now. It's uh, pretty great. Pretty great stuff from a pair of really fun teams. So uh, just real quick, the discussion I was having about the handshake versus fist bump. Uh, Jamie Brown hit me up on Twitter. He says, I need to change the culture around me. Folks need to appreciate my bro hug. And so we're going to work towards that. Look, and like, I'm not going to lie. Like, the guy I'm referring to last segment, we're not the greatest of friends. Like, he's not in the bro hug circle. Okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and that may be why I felt it was more appropriate to do a handshake than a yeah. fist bump. Um, but it was at the point where I'm, like, looking him in his eyes. Like, hey, I'm really happy for you, man. <laughs> right. He's kind of kind of felt like a brush off. And, and I know that's not how it was intended. He's busy. I'm busy. It, you know, time is moving quickly. But. It felt like a little bit of a brush off. That's fine. Now, now that is me overreacting and taking it personally. I'm just saying. Uh, all right. So there's a lot going on around the world of sports outside of Atlanta. By the way, there is a lot going on in the world of sports inside of Atlanta as well. But we've broken a lot of that down. A quick uh, refresher. Zach Robinson is the new Falcons offensive coordinator. Who was he hired by? Well, that'd be the new Falcons head coach, Raheem Morris. And uh, Luka Doncic scored 73 on the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to talk about that at the end of the hour. But right now here, let's get into it as I take you guys outside the perimeter. It may be the ATL show, but it's bigger than just Atlanta. It's time to go outside the perimeter. Banning the globe. Banning the globe. On the ATL show, Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Well, there is no score update to what I last presented you. It is still 14-7 in the AFC title game, but that does not mean we have not had interesting plays and key moments. It's been a pair of turnovers, one from the offense and one from the defense, if you will. Uh, the, The Kansas City Chiefs do force a fumble on Lamar Jackson. 
uh, recover it in plus territory. But as they're driving down the field, they go for it on fourth and one. They are stopped short. So it is still 14-7. And uh, the interesting play I was reacting to, and uh, we've all seen this before, Lamar Jackson drops back to pass. He throws the ball that gets batted in the air by a D lineman. We've seen the quarterback catch that ball before. I don't know if I've ever seen a quarterback catch it in full stride and continue to run for the first down, but that's what Lamar Jackson did. Uh, But unfortunately, that drive didn't go much further. Do you remember there was a quarterback who tried to throw a ball and it was batted at the line, but then he caught it and then tried Tried to throw throw it it again? again. Yeah, that's happened a a couple times. That's happened a couple times. Uh, I actually think a foul. I think Mariota tried to do that. Maybe being honest, (laughs) he might have. I mean, who knows where that throw was going the second time? I wonder if anyone's had the ball batted twice. Like, do you try and get it off the first you time try. you catch it, and then the second time you're like, ah, they batted that one too. Crap. <laughs> Some point, just knock it down. Uh, anyway, so so that's what's going on. It is 14-7 midway through the second quarter. Been a very good game. Look, it's certainly a game, and Dom, you can agree, I think, that, that Kansas City has felt like the better team. They felt like they've had control of. But at the end of the day, right now, it is still a 14-7 game. Yep. Baltimore started with the ball. Kansas City will get it to start the second half. So as we get closer to the end of the half, it will be interesting to see how both teams manage the clock and if if Kansas City is lucky enough to spring that finish the half, start the half situation uh, with a couple of scores. But we will be keeping our eyes on that. couple of things uh, in the NFC title game. We're going to do a lot more in-depth preview uh, a little bit later on, but uh, Debo Samuel, I, I think of note, is going to be able to play. There was some concern throughout the week that he was uh, iffy with that shoulder, uh, but he looks good to go. Uh, now, that doesn't mean he's going to be 100% Debo. I don't know what sort of contact he wants to place on that shoulder. I've seen guys try and play with contact on one shoulder, not the other. That's not how it works out. Your instincts take over. You run through whatever you're used to running through all the same. So, some interesting stuff there. Now, Couple of things that I, you know, I didn't get to do an outside the perimeter yesterday because it was a quick show and we had a lot of great phone calls regarding Raheem Morris. But something that happened a couple of days ago, I do want to make note of uh, Michigan, the University of, has made it official with Sharon Moore. Uh, he's going to be their new head coach, a five year deal, five and a half mil per year. Now, this is a school dom that was prepared to make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid head coach. In all of college football, new head coach Sharon Moore gets five and a half million per year. It seemed like a little bit of a it, it definitely seems like a pay cut. Yeah, definitely seems like he took a bit of a pay cut. Now, I actually think that both sides are okay with yeah. this agreement. I think it's yeah. a situation where two years down the road, if Sharon Moore is getting the job done there. If they've been top 12 each year and made the playoffs, you may boost his pay. I think they'll have – I don't think he's playing out the whole five years on this agreement. I think they're up him uh, sooner than later if he shows he's capable of doing the job. But I also don't think you can just give a guy that's never proven it the Jimbo Fisher treatment (laughs) and and, and go with that. So totally understandable uh, from that perspective. Uh, Also, uh, in terms of a little bit of money-making – Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, is finalizing an extension that would keep him in that role through the end of the decade. And 
I mean, I, I look, I think he's done an outstanding job. There are certainly some problems we have with the league. I think we're looking at this stupid, you're too injured so you don't get to be the MVP thing. That's going to be one and done. That's going to be one and done. They're going to change that immediately because Joel Embiid is not going to have enough games played. He's not going to be eligible for the MVP, whether he should win it or not, by the way. I'm not saying it's his award or Jokic's. Right now, it's one of those two. Um, but you're going to be one and done with that rule, would be my guess, because they're going to get rid of that pretty fast. Anyways, uh, Adam Silver seems like he's going to stick in the role of NBA commissioner. And back to the NFL here, and this one's interesting. Uh, the timeline for two teams, patience, patience, patience for the commanders and the Seahawks. Some interesting stuff going on there. Um those are the only two jobs that remain open. Uh, obviously, we got things kick-started with the Raiders and Patriots naming their head coaches from internal candidates. We then had the situation where the Titans, I think, were the next team. And I, I might be screwing up the the order. Uh, this I think it was the Titans and then the Panthers with Dave Canales and, and then the Falcons here with Raheem Morris. And so two jobs are remaining open. It is the Seattle Seahawks, and it is the Washington Commanders. There were some rumors, or, or I guess reports, whatever you, comments, I don't know. Just because Boomer Esiason says it on a radio show don't mean it's true. But Boomer did say earlier in the week that the Commanders are going to hire Ben Johnson. They have to wait until after today's NFC title game to do so. I don't even know the timeline if they win. Uh, the the Lions, if they're still in the Super Bowl, maybe they have to wait another week. Can you, would you hire him between weeks? You got two week, two weeks to go. So there's all a, a bunch of nonsense there. And then, uh, so if, the, if that's the case, then the Seahawks are going to have their pick of the remaining litter, a litter that includes Mike Vrabel, Dan is still Quinn, out there. Mike Vrabel. Bobby Slowick, yeah. and, and I know we were having some fun at his Mike expense, McDonald. but Mike McDonald, <laughs> yeah. look, reportedly the Seahawks are interested in chatting with Mike McDonald, but they did not request him previously. And, and so if the Ravens win today, or now, the game we're talking about, if they win, they can't talk with McDonald until after the Super Bowl. Now, here's the good news in regards to that. If the commanders hire Ben Johnson, the Seahawks are on their own timeline. Like, they don't need to rush to make a choice between Dan Quinn or Bobby Slowick or Mike McDonald or Mike Vrabel. Like, they're the only job left. So, if they want to take their time and, and wait the, the required allotment uh, to talk with McDonald or or whomever else, they can do that. They're, I mean, I'm not sure it's a great thing, but they, they're no longer competing with any other jobs in regards to that. And it's an interesting situation, right? Someone's going to be without a head coaching gig this year. Like, like we're already kind of trending towards Bill Belichick not having a gig. More on that tomorrow from 7 to 10 when I'm hosting 92.9 The Game tonight uh, because a lot of interesting stuff regarding Bill Belichick's future I want to discuss. But Belichick probably not getting a job. And then a bunch of different coordinators are kind of left in the dust, right? Ejiro Evero seems to be on the outside at this point. But Bobby Slowick, Dan Quinn, Ben Johnson, 
Like, at least one of those is not getting a head coaching gig. I thought for sure Dan Quinn was going to get one. Now, that was before the defense got cooked in the playoffs. Maybe that, that plays a role. But, I mean, it might be it might be a situation where Bobby Slowick doesn't get hired, too. And Mike Vrabel seems to be on the outside looking in as well. So, some interesting stuff regarding the last two remaining head coaching openings. Again, this is outside the perimeter on the Abe TL Show. I'm your host, Dave Gordon. Running down some of the top national sports stories, headlines, and topics. A couple things that interest me, a little fringe sport discussion, including the Australian Open, which is now completed. Uh, Sabalenka wins her second straight Aussie Open. And then Yannick Sinner with a big comeback, uh, I guess, late last night, early this morning, however you deem your hours to work. Uh, big comeback over Danielle Medvedev. Uh, comes back from down two sets. He wins his first Aussie Open and then a little bit of soccer news and obviously getting back into the flow of things with footy here in Atlanta. Atlanta United picks up a 2-1 win over the Birmingham Legion yesterday, but made Stone United. Not exactly a first-tier team, uh, but they looked like it on Saturday. Maidstone United is a six-division team. They stun Ipswich Town in the fourth round of the FA Cup. They're now on to the fifth round. Uh, Ipswich is a team that's, a, a, you know, if the trend of the season continues, they're going to be in the premiership next year. They're second in the championship now. Uh, so Maidstone United, one of the biggest upsets and stunners uh, in FA Cup history. And so we'll see what happens to them in the fifth round of the FA Cup. You remember, Dom, a couple years ago in the FA Cup, where one of the teams had, like, a 40-year-old goalie who was, like, a baker of meat pies and say, all I that. I do remember that, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. It, 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 it's tough to compare to Atlanta, uh, American sports. Like, I saw someone compare it, like, an NFL team going to a, a, a small JUCO and getting run out the building, something yeah. like that. Like, <laughs> it's just tough to compare, but it's right. always crazy to have the opportunity that essentially, like – a, a good local rec team like gets to run up against pros and pulls a stunner. Yeah. Uh, so I can appreciate that. We'll see what happens. Uh, they're obviously darlings and, and they'll be picking up a lot of coverage between the fifth round of the FA cup where they're probably going to go somewhere and just get annihilated, but maybe not. And that's the part that could be so cool. So we'll see where that goes for made stone United. All right. This is a discussion I've been having off the air a couple times. I'm ready to bring it. To the mic here on the ABTL show. And I know we're all focusing on Kirk Cousins and the free agent quarterback possibilities. But here's the thing. For Kirk Cousins, and maybe it is for him specifically, but for, for any of these free agent quarterbacks you're trying to get, it's not just the Atlanta Falcons who are chasing these guys. It's going to be, I think, a lot more difficult than people think for the Falcons to just go out and grab the quarterback they want. There's a lot of teams who could use a veteran free agent quarterback. So who are the Falcons competing with for the likes of Kirk Cousins, possibly Russell Wilson, and anyone else that's going to hit the free agent market? We'll run through the list of teams, tell you why they might be looking at a free agent and if they're more or less attractive than the Falcons' current gig. That's what's coming up next year on the APTL Show. It is... Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app.
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Going on. Keeping you up to date all weekend long. It's the ATL with Abe Gordon. Let's do this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back into the TL show live from the Kia Studios here on a Sunday afternoon, creeping towards evening across Atlanta. We've got the NFC title game coming your way at 6:30. Uh, that's going to be on WAOK. Atlanta Hawks basketball here in just over an hour. 5:30 pregame, six o'clock tip, and uh, you've got the AFC title game on WAOK, the Odyssey app as well. We'll keep you updated. Under two minutes. Right now, and uh, it is still 14-7 to Chiefs. And it's getting a little chippy. I think I just saw a punch maybe being thrown. You know, try and figure out if there's going to be flags and all that. But, uh, look, these two teams are are uh, getting after it. And it's settled down a little bit from some early craziness. The, the Ravens have had a little bit of success defensively now. The Chiefs have had plenty of it. So we'll see how this goes uh, throughout the rest of this half and into the second half again. Chiefs get the ball coming out of halftime. So it'll be very interesting to see what the Ravens can do right now and uh, if the Chiefs will have time to respond before the end of the first half. But 14-7, Kansas City currently leading Baltimore. Uh, Mahomes was outstanding early on. Again, it's cooled down a little bit, and uh, we'll see how it goes from here. All right, so I know everyone just wants – Kirk Cousins to come play for Atlanta and just assumes that Atlanta is going to grab him in free agency or or whoever else it may be. Um, there's a thought that maybe the Falcons are kind of in this win-now window, even with Raheem Morris being the head coach hire and, and not uh, some other coaches that may have been on, on a shorter timeline. But 
The Atlanta Falcons are not the only team looking for a quarterback in free agency. And they're going to have to either outsell the opposing teams in terms of opportunity, reason to come, that sort of thing, or they're just going to have to straight up outbid them. And now I'm talking financials, baby. Now, it's a little bit different with Kirk Cousins, potentially. There might be some desire for Cousins to come to Atlanta where there might not be a desire for him to go to some of the other teams or cities I'm about to mention. We'll only have to play that game and find out. But I will say this. I wrote down seven teams here that that I think are, are potentially going to have interest in free agent quarterbacks. Now, let me run through this first one because they're the one that seems to be most likely to get quarterback in the draft and not in free agency. But honestly, with other head coaches and other GMs, you just never know. The Washington Commanders. The Washington Commanders sit at the number two pick in the – and you know what? We can even pair the Patriots with them. You know what? No, we can't. No, we can't. I'll I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. And and I guess you could for a little bit, but here's the reason why the Commanders might be more interested in trying to get a veteran free agent quarterback than the Patriots, and and that's that they have the semblance of, of a squad. Like, they have a couple of good running backs. They have an elite wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. They have a couple of pieces. They're a little bit closer to winning now than the Patriots are. That being said, I don't think Kirk Cousins is an option in Washington because of the history there. So, by the way, I still believe they're way more likely to take a quarterback in the draft than free agency. I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. All right, now that we've got that out of the way, One, two, three, four, five, six teams I think legitimately could consider upgrading their quarterback. A lot of them might be in play for Kirk Cousins, okay? Now, obviously, we're talking about the Vikings. Probably the biggest competition that Atlanta's going to have in regards to Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins goes elsewhere, what do the Vikings do? Could they look at other free agents? Would Atlanta have to outbid them elsewhere for other guys, potentially? Here's another one that's really interesting, another one that could ultimately be an answer for the Atlanta Falcons. How about the Denver Broncos? All right, there's whatever's going on with Russell Wilson. If they ship Russell Wilson out of town, is Kirk Cousins an answer there? Is another guy. They're not going to want to go rookie and restart the whole process, not with Sean Payton. And so where are they in that discussion? The Raiders. Jimmy G, Aiden O'Connell, Devontae Adams okay with that? We'll see. I think they're in play. The really, really interesting one, and Dom, this is where you come into play here, and certainly we talked about the rumors earlier about Arthur Smith interviewing there. This seems like a ripe moment for the Steelers to make a big play for a veteran quarterback. Yeah, it it would it would definitely make sense. Um this is a team that I feel like personally can compete. I think there is enough talent to compete for I I wins. think that when you look at what the Steelers have, yeah. they are very comparable to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is and probably more so on the defensive side, they obviously right. have TJ Watt and you can go 
go make make it out there what you want it to be. But yeah. this is an offense that with Warren and uh, Najee Harris, I, I think have a good young running back duo. Very good. This is a team that's got a number one in Pickens. They got some talent at the tight end position yep. at Friermuth. They got a pretty good line, uh, a couple of young guys on the line there mm-hmm. as well. This is a team that is as close to if we get a quarterback, we can win as any team in the NFL, including the Atlanta Falcons. It makes sense to me that they're going to be real players in the quarterback market, the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I just don't see them going into another season with Mason Rudolph, Kenny Pickett, and that's our plan. Yeah, because, well, one, Mitch is definitely going to get cut. Mason, we'll see if Mason even wants to come back. Like, there's a real possibility where, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers only have Kenny Pickett on their on their quarterback, uh, like the only quarterback on their roster for a little bit of time. Now, we did have some rumors. Arthur Smith that was been confirmed to interview with the Steelers. They tweeted that out themselves. That with Arthur Smith could come Ryan Tannehill. And that's a name we haven't heard a ton of. I don't think it would make Atlanta fans overly pleased. Yeah. But if we're doing this, like, if we can't get Kirk Cousins and you look at the rest of the free agent class, do you kind of – six and one, half and the other, where you kind of bridge quarterback, but you kind of draft a guy a little later than you would like. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Again, there's plenty of time to talk about the quarterbacks. But, again, I've named a bunch of teams here that are still in play for free agent quarterbacks. What about the Buccaneers? Uh, I I think, obviously, they're going to look to bring Baker Mayfield back. What if that doesn't happen? Is that a place that, obviously, Kirk Cousins would be interested in going uh, certainly would have to bring Mike Evans back, I, I think, as well. And then, you know, I wrote this topic up. Uh, the 49ers are struggling a little bit. They end up getting past uh, whoever they played a week ago. I've already forgot. We moved on. But it, it's a situation for me where if they lose today to the Lions and there's any excuse for it to have been Brock Purdy's fault. That has to be the key. If Brock Purdy, if they because lose, he Purdy was not good back. enough. Yeah. Brock Purdy was not good enough last week, and they still won. If he's not good again today, is there a world that, despite what he's done in the regular season the last two years, Kyle Shanahan wants to go with Kirk Cousins over Brock Purdy for a final push at the Super Bowl? I think it's a realistic argument. Well, because the thing that, and Brock Purdy kind of told us this, like the 49ers weren't even sold on him at the beginning of this year. Like the whole news that Brock Purdy kind of broke was that like they were seriously considering like if Tom Brady would come back, he was going to be the starter for the 49ers. Yeah, I, I think that's more of a a injury thing they were concerned about. Is he going to be ready than a well, no, quality thing? No, they literally said like, I know he I'm, will start. Like yeah. he will be the starter and you will be the backup regardless yeah. of injury. I mean, if it were Brady, sure. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they were looking. I mean, that's why they brought in Sam Darnold, though. They were they were realistically concerned about whether Purdy'd be there or not. But so, like, there's a bunch of teams that are more. Or the there's a bunch of teams that are going to be interested. The question is, are the Falcons more appealing than them? Like, certainly, if you ask me, I'm just going to run down the list of, of who I think can win quickly and and the offensive intrigue stuff like that. Broncos don't do it for me. Raiders don't do it for me. Everyone else, I mean, maybe the Bucks don't do it for you above the Falcons, but, like, again, everyone has their right to go wherever they want. But if I'm Kirk Cousins and the market is open 
and I'm choosing potentially between the 49ers and the Falcons, you're not choice yeah. number one. Now, yeah. I know he's got some other factors, family of in course. town, right. blah, blah, blah. I get that. But I think Falcons fans need to be realistic about the pecking order here. I'm honestly, honestly not even sure the Falcons are more attractive of a potential quarterback opening than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I really like what the Steelers have in that young offense. I don't know if, if potential quarterbacks are picking Atlanta over Pittsburgh. Yeah. They're definitely not picking Atlanta over San Francisco. You pick them over Minnesota right now. I would. Yeah, as a free yeah. agent, I okay. would. Um, but Kirk Cousins is not picking. Right, he's not picking unbiasedly between yeah. the two. Right, he's obviously got history and, and all that stuff there. Uh, and so yeah, like I don't like they're on equal grounds with the Steelers. Maybe, maybe, maybe you favor. I think that's fair. And then fair. they're they're not as uh, attractive as the Niners. I, I think all the other jobs though, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Vikings, Commanders, like like you should be getting the pick here as opposed to. The other squads. All, all I'm saying, the whole point is, and we're going to have plenty of time to go through this again with the quarterback discussion, Justin Fields, free agent or draft. All I'm suggesting is it's not as simple as the Falcons want to go into free agency and get a quarterback. Who are they going to get? There are other teams involved who have the same idea. Others who are have, uh, I would argue, maybe similar discussions or or even better discussions. And and if they're going after that, it's not just we're the best opportunity come play for us. You might have to outbid. You might have to have some selling points, which I think Zach Robinson, by the way, the new OC for the Falcons, is a selling point. So there's that. Uh, all right, let's get into it with the Atlanta Hawks. That's what we're going to dive into when we come back. Quick update. We are headed towards overtime. There's four seconds left in the AFC title game. The Chiefs have done what I suggested would be a problem. Now, they did not get into the end zone, but what they did do was tack on some more points. They got a field goal. They're going to have a two-possession lead coming out of half, and they get the ball to start the half. This could be a three-possession game by the next time the Ravens have a real possession. Again, the Chiefs are kicking off. Four seconds left. The clock will be run out. Ten points now. Could it be 17? by the next time the Ravens get the ball. We'll be keeping an eye on that, but uh, the Chiefs a comfortable lead right now heading into halftime. All right, when we come back, what happened Friday night for the Atlanta Hawks and what else is going on that's really frustrating me right now in the NBA, especially as it pertains to one key member of the Atlanta Hawks? It's time to dive into it. The Hawks also got a game uh, against Toronto tonight, but wh why am I so frustrated and why do I continually have to defend a member of the Hawks franchise? That's what we're talking about next here. It is the ABTL Show. I'm your host, Dave Gordon, coming to you live from the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 929, The Game, and the Odyssey app. to more of the Abe TL Show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What's that question that you see, like, popping around? Like, not even social media, but stupid influencers. What's your toxic trait or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to compose a tweet in the, uh, or a post in the, uh, in the break there. But I'm also really hungry. I tried to I tried to squeeze down a granola bar. I finished the tweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish the granola bar. <laughs> and I thought I had more time. <laughs> I think poorly timing bathroom breaks and food food entry is uh is one of my toxic traits. Yeah, I, I try and squeeze like I try and nibble here and there in the breaks. I still got like a little piece of peanut or something <laughs> scrambling Somewhere around my there. throat. <laughs> We're going to get uh, – we got to get better at that. We got to get better at that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. I had a whole <laughs> Oreo thing I was going to eat. I didn't yeah. even open the package on that. Oreos. That's all right. All right. So, I did just put this on Twitter. I did get the one thing accomplished in in the break. And, look, we're going to talk about this for a little bit because it, it's really a shame and it's really frustrating. And I think it's missing the point. And that's what the biggest problem for me is. Trey Young should be an all-star game starter. He was number two in the fan vote. Not only was he number two, at one point in the updated standings, he was number three. He actively jumped Damian Lillard in the fan vote to become number two behind the runaway Top guard in the East, Tyrese Halliburton, okay? If you saw the graphics the other day, though, you would know Trey Young is not going to be an all-star game starter. Why is that? Top two guys in each conference from the guard position are all-star game starters. He was number two in the fan vote. So why isn't he starting the all-star game? Because fan votes only half of the algorithm that gets put into play. The other half, each 25%, is player vote and media vote. Trey Young finished sixth amongst the players and sixth amongst the media. What's the point of having the fan vote? Like, like you're very clearly weighing the idea of this is who the fans want to see. That should be the only thing that's weighed. It should only be a vote of who the fans want to see. And I'm not saying you make the entire all-star roster who the fans want to see because then you get stupid stuff like Chet Holmgren right. last year despite being hurt and not playing, <laughs> yeah. getting votes. But for the all-star game starters, if the fans tell you that's who they want to see, that's how it needs to be. The Absolutely. NBA needs to get rid of the player vote in the media vote in terms of the starting starting lineups for the All-Star Games. The fans wanted to see Trey. 
And look, I'm really hopeful that he still gets selected as an all-star. I believe he will. But it's still up in the air at this point. Trey Young should be an all-star game starter. They they need to get rid of the player vote and the media vote. Uh, and I just put that online because I'm really frustrated by it. This is the best basketball Trey Young has played in his career. Um, over, over this long of a stretch. And... And I don't really care like that other players feel one way or another. The All-Star game is not held for the players. The All-Star game is held for the fans. It's literally a fan event. That is the and only reason it exists. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But as far as I know, the starting pro bowlers are selected entirely by the fans. The starting lineup in baseball is selected entirely by the fans. Why at this juncture in the NBA do we bring in the media who have bias and storylines and all sorts of nonsense and the players, which turn it into, this is my friend, I'm going to vote for him. Like, like The players aren't paying attention all the time. They, they know who they face off against. And in certain matchups, how things, who's tough. I'm just saying, there might be, Trey Young maybe had an off day against some guy that has a vote, and that guy's like, hey, he's not even that good this year. Okay. Can you imagine someone not voting Luka Doncic because he had an off day, but they didn't see him drop 73? Like, right. I, I just, again, and it's not a question of whether the players are in favor of guys or think it's easy to play with a guy. To me, it's a fan thing. Like, the all-star games are played for the fans. Trey Young deserves to be an all-star game starter. And the other thing that's problematic here, and I'm getting a couple of responses on on Twitter. And by the way, if you want to call in right now, you know what? I'll take your calls. Does Trey Young deserve to be an all-star game starter? Like, just straightforward. 404-726-0929. I believe he does. You can share me your thoughts as well online uh, at Abe Gordon on Twitter or, or right here on the phones, 404-726-0929. Does Trey Young deserve to be an all-star game starter? The other thing that's concerning, and it was probably a long shot anyways, but being six in the player vote probably doesn't bode well for his chances to make Team USA for the 2024 Olympics. And he probably wasn't making it anyways. Like, based on what you expect that team to to factor in their players, I get that. But it would have been nice. No no one wants that more than, uh, than Trey. Uh, I got a, a, a tweet here online in, in regards to Trey Young from James. He said he doesn't deserve to be Maxie and Brunson before him. Here's the point, though. Maxie and Brunson had the opportunity to get the votes required to be higher than Trey. And you know what? They weren't. So, no. The fans are not more interested in seeing Maxie and Brunson over Trey Young. Like, that's the whole point. You can throw the names you want at me. But the fans wanted to see one guy more than they wanted to see Trey Young. One, Tyrese Halliburton. It's the only player they voted for more than Trey Young. So you could throw me your names and you could throw me what sort of seasons guys are having. All of a sudden, now we want to look at the analytics and who's having a real season? No. We want to see the guys we want to see. 
And according to the votes, they wanted to see Trey Young. So don't sit here and talk to me about this guy's having a good season, that guy's having a good season. I'm not trying to disrespect the seasons they're having, but the fans have spoken. The NBA populace spoke. They wanted to see Trey Young. I believe Trey Young was robbed of an all-star game starting spot. They're the only league that does it this way, and it's ridiculous. Do you think Trey Young should be an all-star game starter? 404-726-0929. Let's kick things off with Pete on line one. What's going on, Pete? You're pushing for a guy that has the second lowest shooting percentage of his career to be a starter. No, no, hold on now, Pete. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. Well, you already misconstrued my words, though. What I'm pushing for is a player that the fans have shown they wanted to see be an all-star game starter. If that is the point, then why not just pick the most exciting players in the league, not the guy? Look at Doncic, other than the other night when he had a great game. He is not exciting in terms of fast breaks, dunks, things like that. He's not exciting. So why is he He's a not. starter then? So why, so why is he an all-star game starter? You and I both know how these starters get. It's just fans load up on these things, just like with the Braves last year when you have a ton of starters. These fans, these teams push these sites to people to just vote for local players, and it has no rhyme or reason for what kind of season they're having. Because that's who the fans want to see, and thank you for the call, Pete. And look, I do agree that there is some instances of, quote, stuffing the ballot, stuff like that. But you know what? You know what? Then your social media team should do a better yeah, job. You have every yeah. possibility to vote for the Bucks or the Blazers or whatever. If you're that fan base, all the same as Atlanta. If anything, if anything, you tell me why Jalen Brunson's not starting. Because that guy's in New York City with one of the biggest fan bases in the entire country. And Ball. even he couldn't get more votes than Trey Young. So you tell me. Fans speak. They, 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 they want to see certain things. Again, to me, it's not a you, – you have other reserve spots to fill in who do you think has had the best season. And I think that's important, by the way. I don't think, want the fans to invite the entire team. I think it's important that you have guys get recognized for what they've done on the court. There's no denying that. But when it comes to the fans using their voice to tell you directly who they want to see – and they tell you it's Trey Young, he needs to be the one that's there. That's my problem. That's what I'm frustrated by. Let's go to is it Medina right there on line two. What's going on, Medina? What's going on? I disagree with you saying Trey Young should be also because of the fans. Because if that's the case, you never see any small market team who has an all-star be a starter. Like, the fan vote only being half was well, a Giannis is idea. starting. Exactly. Giannis is starting because Giannis is the best player in the league. Like, regardless, like, Trey Young is nowhere near top five uh, point guard in the league. Might as well guard in the league. Yeah, like him so the, so the why are fans voting for him? It's not just Atlanta. <laughs> Let's stop that. Let's stop that right now. It's not just Hawks fans stuffing the ballot. People want to see Trey Young. I mean, you, you think that Atlanta Hawks fans are outvoting Milwaukee Bucks fans 5-1? to one? Like, that's not realistic. There is a little bit of, okay, 
they had a social media push. That, that that's not why Trey Young went from behind by by forty thousand votes. Like I'll be honest, I'll be honest. Did you did you do any All Star voting, Dom? No. I mean, I see it. Yeah. But I'm not clicking and giving my email, so I don't do it. Yeah. Like mm. like I, I, I know there's this premise of just like well just vote and vote and vote and vote. It's not even that easy. I don't do it. I'm not interested in doing it. Now, is this a situation where I didn't vote, so I don't get to, you know how they do that <laughs> so, yeah. every four yeah. years? Well, you didn't go vote, so you, you don't, don't get to complain. <laughs> no, nah, that's not what we're doing here. Uh, oh, let, let's continue here with John. Uh, let's see if we can be a little bit friendlier here, too. You know, I, I, I think it's a shame that Trey Young is not being named an all-star game starter. He received the votes required from the fans. Did we lose John, or is he still there? We lost him? All right. Well, that's too bad. I, I Look, it, it's... It's not about the record of the team. It's not about how easy he is to guard or not guard, play against. It's not about whether the – well, here's the part. Here is the problem. It is, unfortunately, about whether the players like him or the media likes him because they're the ones that made the difference. The fans very clearly like him. I, how often has that happened where a player has the majority of the fan boat in back-to-back seasons, yeah, if you're Trey like, Young, I was say, like, how often does that happen to a player once, let alone back-to-back? I'd have to look. It, it, I bet it happens more than you think, but it may not be as severe as yeah. like he went from second to six. Exactly, it might be something like he was second, he got jumped by the guy that was in third, whatever. And, and look again, it's not about like certain guys who are, you know, having good seat, whatever, like. Dame Lillard also deserves to be in the All-Star game. There's no denying that. But that's not how the fans voted. And, and I I just don't want to hear small market versus big market. Why is Dame Lillard not getting the votes that Giannis is getting? Because Trey got those votes. That's why. It's not about Atlanta getting a push. It's about the national scene and who people want to see. I'm hoping they change it. This is every other league that I'm aware of is fan vote first in regards to the starting positions and then the reserves and other roster spots can get picked in other manners. By the way, why did the Braves have all the all-stars? Because they were the best team in baseball. Yeah, they had, they had the MVP. And one of the and, and greatest offenses. How many MVP candidates they have? History. Three of the top six yeah. or whatever? Like, yeah. That's a terrible, I mean, whatever. That's his equivalency, it's, not it's mine. It's a bad equivalency. I, I'm just saying, I'm a little frustrated that Trey Young, in my opinion, was robbed of a rightful all-star game starting spot as made public by the fans. If you sat here and told me that the coaches got together and said, we don't want this guy to be a starter, fine. That's not what happened. The fans, via vote, directly told you, the guys they wanted starting in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference, Trey Young was number two. Number two. So you can give me Maxi all you want and Brunson. And like I said, even Damian Lillard. The only guy that had more votes was Tyrese Halliburton. Go figure. All right. We've got about a half hour left here on the ABTL show. When we come back, let's dive into it. An update of the AFC title game, but it's also time for me and Dom to break down the NFC title game before we hand things over to the Hawks at 530. That's what's coming up next. It is the ABTL show live from the Kia Studios Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.